circuits are energized. Clear all terminals and retreat to safe zones to prepare for ignition. All systems go. All systems go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Next Level. I am your host today, Victor Salazar, joined by our good buddy from across the pond, Andrew Demon. Andrew, good morning, man. How you been? Hi, Victor. I'm okay, thanks. Just uh, enjoying the long weekend over here. How about you? Oh, you guys are getting a long weekend this weekend, huh? Yes, we yeah. For the, yeah, for the, uh, for the Jubilee, for the, for the Queen's Jubilee. So it's a four-day weekend. Memorial, wasn't it, last weekend? Yes, last weekend was Memorial Day weekend okay. for here here in the states and you know it's always interesting to see the different uh, holidays and the time off and you know just the event in general going on across the world so i've always liked Mm -hmm. to hear your perspective and to see what's going on on that side so i personally have not really paid too much attention to what's going on on that side but to have a four-day weekend because of the queen's jubilee is that what you called it yeah yeah what exactly is that just just you know just to fill me in uh, so she has been on the throne now for 70 years, I believe. Um, so it, it's kind of like this Jubilee um, holiday is sort of, uh, it's not going to be every year, but it's just this year because it's a milestone um, number of years. So uh, it's a four-day weekend. Oh, nice. Oh, it's hitting that 70-year mark and deciding to say, hey, let's have a party, guys, huh? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. That's cool. Three days <laughs> off for me. More. That's what can I can have yeah. more of that over here on this side. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So anyway, man. Today's we're gonna have a quick discussion. I know that um, if you guys have been listening into our shows, Brian and I have had a conversation uh, not too long ago in regards to some of the online services that the gaming consoles have been giving us, uh, specifically Sony, since they went ahead and they're now stepping up their game and trying to offer a service very similar to Xbox Game Pass. And on that last show, what we did is we really dived into the specifications of it, the price points, uh, what's being offered, and all that good stuff. Uh, But today, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss personal experiences with some of these online offerings from these consoles. So, Drew, you ready to have that talk? Absolutely. Okay, great. So I know that you've had some experience with online well, actually, go ahead and touch base on that for us so that we can kind of get a little background on what you were doing before uh, and the experiences that you've had with some of this online gaming uh, aspect oh. of things so that we can use that as our springboard. Okay, so this is going to probably both date me and also make me sound young at the same time. Um, but my first, <laughs> but my first, my first real experience with online gaming was um, during the... Uh, probably around 2007, kind of early Xbox 360 era. And the first the first game I remember distinctly playing online was Halo 3. Um, so, of course, I know that Xbox Live originally came out to some degree on the, on the original Xbox back in the early 2000s. Um, but I, I wasn't really into online gaming until around Halo 3, uh, Call of Duty 4 times. Um, so I remember spending what, what you know once we had that subscription. I just remember sinking hours upon hours into into Call of Duty Four in particular, um, just because it you know it wasn't like anything I'd I'd played before. You know, being able to play matches against other people rather than against AI was just 
a really different experience back then for me. So, so that's sort of where my um, origins on the online gaming front kind of lie. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you one beat. Uh, okay. This is not console. Uh, it's not console gaming though. This is PC. Okay. Ah, and fair enough. There was there was a. I want to call it a server. I want to call it, let's just call it a service. So there was a service back in the day in the early 2000s um, mm-hmm. that would, people would log into GameSpy, I believe it was called. Okay. They would play a little game on there called Counter Strike. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Counter, yeah, yeah. Counter Strike had so many mods in there that yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of friends of mine, we would go on there. We would, you know, go into some ridiculously crappy ping rates and, and uh, you know, get some firearms. That was the mod that Okay. Fire, uh, uh, firearms and dude it was it was <laughs> we'll get into the the, the specifics and into that experience but i just mm-hmm. wanted to touch base on on how back how far back we've gone with okay online. yeah we're using something like GameSpy to, to log in to do online gaming see I've, I've heard of GameSpy, but i don't know if it's a thing over here in the uk i'm not sure um yeah, and, and like this is an early, so I don't even know if it still exists. I doubt it. Man. Everything's mm. been, everything's already streamlined through consoles and then the PC directly itself. And you know, Steam yeah, is, is yeah. such a huge thing. But it was very similar to like a Steam service back then, where it would have a list of okay. games and you'd be able to jump on and you know, and, and it allowed mods. So if a game was sure. modified, you can play that modification of the game. And it was all online, so you would have your online battles with you know people across. I would say yeah. the states for now because I'm not sure if it was even a global thing. Yeah. But um, but uh, it it was it wasn't like you like you were saying it was interesting. It was great to have a personal, um, you know, gaming session as opposed to having one with an AI. Just you know, yeah. It was yeah. it was it was something that you can. It's something that you can kind of just you can just tell when it's a person behind the other end, and if it's just yeah. an AI, it's almost like if you can just kind of. Ah, dude, it's really hard to describe. But for those no, that know as much, you can tell, right, Drew? Like you can just tell it when it's a difference there. Yeah, it has a bit more personality to it because I mean, even before um, voice chat was was popular, I, I, I've imagined that with uh, with Counter Strike and games like you know Quake and Unreal Tournament back in the day, um, that you know just having text chat would have meant that 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 the it has a bit more personality. You know, you you know that you're playing against other people rather than just you know bits of code or whatever um and just kind of having that sort of communal experience that you're playing with other people who enjoy the same things as you do and all having these different skill levels and everything and you know what we can use the the way we communicate as a good starting point too man like you just made mention of it having to type away on a keyboard for those of us that would do you know pc gaming Mm. And, and it would be a drag to have to, you know, let off your initial default controller uh, to go ahead controlling it on the keyboard to type yeah. in and chat away because there just wasn't that voice uh, communication. Yeah. It's just so widespread now. Did you mm-hmm. have any of that when you first started, Drew? Did you have to, you know, like, did you always have that headset on or did you always have um, that kind of communication? And it's a mix. Like, when I, when I started, so, so um, I guess the first online experience um, in general I remember putting time into was RuneScape, uh, the original RuneScape back in the early 2000s. And that was, uh, you know, MMORPG. 
um, which has text chat. So I use that every now and then. But by and large, my online communication has been um, or originally was through uh, through you know having the headset, uh, the you know the, the flimsy Xbox 360 headset back in the day. Um, and you know a lot of the time, the people I would talk with would just be people that I knew from school. Uh, you know. Every now and then I would talk with, you know, in public lobbies, but um, something that hasn't changed is that it doesn't take much for, for public lobbies to, uh, to um, fall into chaos. Um, so it, yeah. for me, it just always felt more comfortable, I guess, generally speaking, you know, talking with friends or friends with, but friends of friends. Um, but, you know, I've made some, I, you know, through, you know, through Xbox Live, I made, you know, I made some friends. Um, you know that I wouldn't have otherwise met or spoken to. So of course, there's uh, so it's not all bad. But uh, generally speaking, my experience was uh, mostly communicating with friends that I already knew, you know, either in person or online. Yeah, see that that that's good and that's interesting because what we would do, what I would do with the PC gaming before we got into the Xbox mm-hmm. and uh, the PS2 to an extent, you know that that communication was side by side. Like we would have my buddies gathered around a computer. And I personally, or generally, I should say, I avoided using the text chat um, because I always felt that it kind of broke me away from the game uh, to have to write something up. You know what I mean? And 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 once I got into it and I was immersed into it, I just I I felt like the text chatting just was not really something that I wanted to participate in. And I know that's being a bad player because you know <laughs> we all know that communication is pretty important when it comes to these team games like Counter yeah, like yeah. Halo we have COD you know we have Battlefield we have yeah, all these yeah. like you have to communicate with your team hmm. members and having an early game session of Counter Strike and not communicating is not being a good you know team player but yeah, that's what yeah. that's how, but that's what it was it was primitive it was mm-hmm. Ernie, and I felt that I had to break away from my concentration to write something up. Really yeah. took away from the game, at least for me. So I've always yeah. thought it was it was a good move once the headsets were introduced uh, to Absolutely. the game yeah. consoles, so that we can actually have this conversation. That we had parties that we can mm-hmm. group up with people and and play that way. That yeah. way, you can have that communication open. So I, I mm-hmm. thought that was a huge improvement. But man, those early games were rough, and that was definitely um not very communicative uh for me at least yeah. you know yeah absolutely and uh the thing is i uh, when when you mentioned um counter-strike i i'm, I'm very aware of how prof- how professional some of the players can be and how seriously people take the game and, and i completely agree with you that you know you take your eyes off the screen for one second and that could be you know the difference between wiping the floor against the you know against the opponents or, or just getting completely destroyed yourself um, yeah exactly, exactly. yeah <laughs> but there was a weird time because way back in that kind of era of early 360 days it seemed like they were a bit uncertain about which approach to take because i didn't have one myself but i knew you could get a plug-in keyboard um for the xbox 360 controller so you could still do text chat um, yes, I had one of those actually. Yeah. Okay. How how, how did you find it? I, I mean, like I said, I've seen it, but I never used it myself. But it seemed a bit cumbersome. It, it, it bugged the crap out of me. It was because it, it reminded me of, of that. I mean, it was around the same era. We're talking about early mm. 2000s, you know, mid 2000s. 
But yeah. the text, like you said, it was a weird era where text chatting was the norm for online gaming before, you know, the headsets and, and, and voice chatting was really, really took off. So yeah. they had that adapter that you would plug into the bottom of the Xbox controller through the through the um, through the, the jack, earphone right? jack. Yeah. yeah. And and it, it was a mini keyboard, so it was small. Yeah. It was tight. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was a little difficult to push buttons in. But yeah. all it did, in my opinion, was it took me back to those early PC games where I had to break from my game to to chat. So yeah. it wasn't something that I was really fond of, but I did have one only because I felt that I, I thought it would be necessary considering mm-hmm. that we're now doing online gaming. It would be better to communicate with your team members. You know, you yeah. should have one because it's it's going to be the way that you're going to interact. And I yeah. found myself using it less and less and then until I just abandoned it. It was, it was driving me crazy. I just well, can't, can't <laughs> well, I guess if it also plugs into the, uh, into the headphone jack, then you've got nowhere to actually plug in a headset. You can't plug in the keyboard and the headset. So, you know that that's absolutely right. It didn't have yeah. it. It didn't have it. Another uh, jack for you to plug in yeah. the headset. So it's also one of the other. And yeah, exactly. You know, and even like you had me mention that those headsets were pretty flimsy. You know, they worked half the time. They weren't all that mm. great. Uh, but um, when I went ahead and I tried to have that conversation with the keyboard, it, all, all it did is it took me back to that. I have to break from my game. That's a yeah, message. Yeah. And Bring I just break, yeah. To bring up the chat window, you know, it's yeah, exactly. the screen. I was like, no, nah, yeah. I can't do that. So yeah. I abandoned it real quick. But it, it was interesting. I, I love that you mentioned that it was a weird time because, um, dude, this might even go even before then. But mm-hmm. I recall the PS2 having a modem that you could attach to it. And I think those okay. were the initial, the initial beginnings of online gaming and it might have started with the ps2 uh trying to bring it streamlined did you ever get a modem for a ps2 drew did you ever uh, like no that? I, no 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 i i didn't have a ps2 myself um i i, I signed off with an xbox um but uh, but yeah feel free to enlighten me and the, and the listeners around this uh this modem sounds yeah and this is why i had made mention to an extent the ps2's online mm-hmm you know, playability and, and experience. Yeah. Uh, mine had a modem that I, I bought. It was an, an external, you know, piece that you had to buy to connect it. You connect it through an Ethernet cable. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I felt it useless. I could not really find anything to do with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't recall anything that could have been downloaded. Uh, listeners, if, if there's something I'm missing here, please let us know, you know, through messaging on, on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever. But we had a PS2 modem that attached to the back of it, but I don't recall what it was for. I just don't know what, what, what you used it for. I had thought at first that you know, you'd be able to do some kind of online chat. You can bring in some online capabilities to your games. That wasn't the case, at least not for me. So I just thought it was a start of, of bringing in online games that was definitely carried over into you know, PS3, and you saw it more with the Xbox and Xbox 360. So it looked like a springboard into the online arena, but it yeah. did not really work out very well. And that's probably a good reason why it didn't really take off. I just, I don't recall there being much there. But, you know, but speaking onto, onto you know, the Xbox 360 now, and you're having these gaming sessions, uh, yeah. did we have, did we have Xbox Gold, um, 
uh, games with gold at that time? Can you recall, mm-hmm. Drew? I don't think we had games with gold, but I remember there being Xbox Gold and Xbox Silver. Um, yeah. I So I think Xbox Gold it meant that you could play online with people. Um, and I think Xbox Silver, I think it gave you some of the social aspects. Like, I think you could... Uh, you, you might have been able to chat with people and everything, but you couldn't actually play online games. You could, you'd have to upgrade to gold for that. Um, but in terms of the free games, I don't think that was really a thing back then. Um, no, and and it's 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 weird to have this discussion about Xbox Gold and Silver because I, I remember yeah. that as well, and I and I remember that you could not play with your friends unless you had the gold subscription. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, what? I got to pay to pay my, to play with my friends. That doesn't sound think, right. Yeah. But I think Xbox silver, I think I'm really, I, I, I could be com- speaking complete nonsense. And again, uh, like you said, Victor, if, if I'm saying anything incorrect or inaccurate, feel free to, to let us know. Um, but I believe Xbox silver was free if you had an online and it allowed you to go to things like the Xbox store and, you might have been able to do some online interaction, like messaging with people, but it was gold. That was pretty much all of that, plus the actual ability to play online with other people. Um, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I, I believe, I believe, and I, and I, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was it. I think the Xbox Gold allowed for multiplayer gaming yeah. online, and I think yes, you can yeah. still access the single player campaigns and all that good stuff. You can save your your scores and 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 all that good mm. stuff to the leaderboards. Um, yep. you know, through silver, but you were mm-hmm. not allowed to have multiplayer interactions with others uh, unless yeah. you had gold. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, and again, it's, it's just that early online experience, that early gaming experience where I think everyone was still trying to figure out how we're going to do this. And it's, yeah. it's, it's funny how it's evolved from, um, you know, multiplayer uh, access to now cross-platforming access and now yep. we're having that debate as to whether or not we should allow cross-platforming gaming across, you know, wherever, or if that's yeah. even a thing, or should we pay extra for that? You know, it, yeah. I know it's a big jump from 360 to now, but it's yeah. just that that evolution, how how it moved from from those yeah, early humble beginnings to what it is now. Yeah, so because the thing is, um, one of the things that I I just remembered while while talking about it now was the introduction of parties back on uh, back on the 360s originally with xbox live you could talk to one other person at any time and that was it and that was a private chat and then they introduced i can't remember when but they introduced parties which meant that you could talk with you know multiple people uh, at the same time in the same room basically while playing you know while playing a game you didn't have to be playing the same games you could be playing completely different ones but you could still talk to your friends um, more than one at the same time, which I remember back then was sort of a, a big step up in terms of the, the social um, aspects of, of the of the online gaming environment. Yeah, and, and I think it was up, and I think it was up to, I think you can do a party of four. Does that sound okay. familiar? That sounds familiar to me. Yeah. I think it was only a party of four, so it wasn't even an open forum per se. It had to be a party, and it had to be a party of four. So it was you yeah. and three other friends that you can have, you know, uh, chat with. And, and, and I thought that was cool. And I do yeah. recall this. I do recall when they, they rolled out the party uh, conversations here, that, that feature. Um, and and it's, 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 a weird, it's weird that you bring that up because I tie in the party chat feature with mm-hmm. the connect. 
And okay. I tie it in with um, the social interaction that the Xbox 360 tried to immerse mm-hmm. the, the player in. I'm not sure if yeah. you guys remember, but there was a very short time when Xbox had like this online game thing going on. It was kind of like a one versus a hundred type game that, that you would socially interact with other players. They would try to give away prizes. Uh, do you recall any of that, uh, Drew? Um, I can't. It wouldn't surprise me if that's the thing, but um, I, I can't say that I'm overly familiar with that. Dude, it, it was real short. It was short lived. It, okay, it was okay. short lived. So I don't blame you, but I recall seeing <laughs> okay. this, and and I remember there was other, uh, you know, online members jumping into this like one versus a hundred type thing, and questions would be asked, and you had to answer the questions and see okay. if you. If you were a part of the group that would win at the end, I think it was just one winner or whatever the case may be. I see. This, I see. But this was a jump in the social interaction that that I tie in the party uh, introduction to, uh, because to <laughs> me, I remember seeing this and I was like, okay, this is cool. This is great to be able to have a conversation with others while we're doing this. And again, short lived. I don't recall it lasting for more than a handful of months. But it was a very interesting social uh, interaction and experiment that, that Xbox attempted here. And I'm going to look yeah. for some of these videos, man, because it was interesting. Sure, sure. And, and, and I'm going to share that to the group. Maybe we'll have a couple of videos online in our Twitter feed just so you guys can check it out. Because I know this was a short-lived, I want to say it's called One uh, versus 100 or something like that. Because I remember seeing a bunch of boxes with you know okay. xbox avatars in them and they were all the same person or whatever the case may be and it was like a game show-esque type thing and 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 again i tie it in with the introduction of the voice uh the the voice uh the chatting over the i'm sorry the party, yeah with the introduction yeah. of the party of the four people coming in because i mm. thought that that was meant to have you know a fun interaction with others while you're doing this so yeah. You know, I gotta look for this, man, because I'm so sure. interested. And I remember, I remember, I remember participating a handful of times. I'm like, I'm gonna try this out, see how it is. Sure. But I don't remember the name. I don't recall exactly how long it ran. It was something like one versus a hundred. If you're familiar, that with does that. sound familiar. Yeah, that does sound. That does ring a bell. Yeah. But I think just so you, just to kind. Of, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say because I'm I'm aware that we've spoken a lot about the the 360 side of the online experience which is you know understandable because at least in my experience that was pretty much where i spent the vast majority of my online gaming back then um but back then when ps3 um had online that was free uh you know that you didn't have to pay a subscription as long as you had an account and you had an you know access to the internet you could play multiplayer matches you know you could play call of duty you could play Killzone, you could play resistance whatever online against other players across the world on the ps3 for free um and i remember that was one of the big talking points, or one of the big kind of yeah one of the big talking points back then you know what's better xbox 360 where you have to pay for the subscription or ps3 where the online subscription is free no definitely definitely i know that sony had the leg up in regards to the multiplayer aspect at first um yeah like you said it was free as long as you had an account you signed into the ps network you were good you can you can uh, play with your friends online, whereas the Xbox you couldn't, and 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 that's I think where 
God, I think that was a big turning point. Something happened in that aspect there where yeah. where where Xbox said, you know what, I guess we need to switch this up, but we got to do something. And maybe Sony got a little complacent. But you know what? Yeah. That's a discussion for another day. We're talking about yeah. our experiences with the with the um, with the online interactions. And to yeah. be honest with you, Drew, man, on the PS3, mm-hmm. I don't recall having too many conversations with people. Um, we had the online games. I would go ahead and I would play the games, but I found myself playing more campaigns, solo campaigns, yeah, than I did I playing multiplayer. And, mm. and, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm kind of wondering why that is. I'm not, I'm not so sure why, but I, I never I, associated the PlayStation with, with uh, social interactions, you know? Yeah, I get Yeah, And it's similar for me because uh, well, I think f- from my perspective, um, when, when the 360 came out when I was it or was out when I was in secondary school, in early secondary school. Um, so, you know, my friends were also, you know, people in secondary school at the time so of course they wouldn't have had the income to have you know you know a 360 and a ps3 and it just happened that in my circle of friends um the vast majority of people had uh had a 360 um so i spent a lot of my time playing you know matches with them on the 360 and with the ps3 uh, and this is something i still feel now i feel like in my opinion that the sony exclusives um I prefer, but they're more single player focused. So things like Uncharted, um, you know, games like Heavy Rain, that sort of thing, which, you know, I really enjoyed. But like you said, they're, 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 because they're single player in, in, in you know, it's, it's a single player campaigns, I spent most of the time on the PS3 playing those sorts of games. And I play more open, you know, team based shooter games on, on the 360 back then. Yeah, dude, I think that's exactly going to be it. Because I think that those 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 Sony those PlayStation exclusives were more focused on the single player campaign than they mm-hmm. were on the multiplayer. And you're 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 hitting all the notes, man. I did the same thing with the Xbox. I was playing Call of Duty, you know, too all the time, and uh, that was on 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 the 360, and that was just you know constant chatting it up. Yeah, yeah. but on the PlayStation, it was Uncharted. You know, or it was, you know, Sackboy. You know, it was yeah, that exactly. type of thing where I was by myself and it was just a, oh, let me just immerse myself in this game and I'm focusing and, I'm, and that's it. It's yeah. just me. So exactly. it might have been, it might have been the games that drove that, you know? And I, I mm-hmm. think you're absolutely right with that. But it's interesting because since that's like, so since then though, it seems like, so I think the Xbox 360 PS3 era is, was a completely different landscape to, to where it is now. And I think it started shifting around the time that the PS4 uh, and Xbox One came out uh, because I might be mistaken, but I think when PS4 came out, that's when PS Plus um, started getting introduced. And this is where they started saying, okay, if you wanna have, you know, if you wanna play online for, on PlayStation, uh, it's not going to be free anymore, um, but we will be offering you, you know, a variety of free games each month. And all you have to do is download them uh, during that month. And then they're free. You know, you can download them whenever you want to and play them, you know, play them at your own, you know, at your own speed, basically. Um, yeah, so that was kind yeah, of a big, yeah, that's right. a big turning point. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was download though. Was it streaming or downloading? It was download? that PlayStation. Yeah, right. That PlayStation Now was streaming. PlayStation Plus. Plus. Was, That's was right. the download now 
and you know you just add it to your library and then you can download it at any time as long as you still have a PlayStation Plus subscription. I remember those download speeds were atrocious though, man. It would take forever to get it yeah. <laughs> downloaded onto the PlayStation. It's still but, like you know, that now. Yeah. And it's still like that now. But you know what? It, it's it's and that's funny to me, man, because you know, speaking about the download speeds and being able to play games that are on your hard drive, hmm. you would figure that by now we would get better speeds, right? Get some downloading speeds yeah, yeah. a little more more serviceable than what we're getting with the playstation at least the xbox is a little more you know it, it's a little yeah. faster i'm not complaining about mm. that because that, that works for me but when you got to wait for a while before you can play a game i mean there's countless moons out there countless yeah. moons of, of yeah. these download speeds and that's just another aspect of the online gaming that you know we had to slog through and a lot yeah. of players are actually are still going through that, which I think is a shame. You know, we should be having faster download speeds at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword. It's sort of um, like how I touched upon my article um, a few weeks ago around the demos. Um, that, you know, back then when we had the demos, you know, we didn't have patches or anything like that. You know, what we got on the disc was it. But now with the advent of online gaming, you know, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, um, you know, whenever you put in a game, even if you just want to play the single-player campaign, uh, you know, no online functionality, you know, you still need to download, you know, these patches or, or these fixes so that you don't start the game and end up falling through the floor, uh, which is good from a gameplay perspective, but from an online perspective, from an online connectivity capability perspective, it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, and I did read that article. That was a great article, by the way. And and thank you. And you know, yeah, as as you mentioned, and I have one thought. No, no, we'll just touch base on your article real quickly, and then we'll move on from that. Sure, sure. But um, I thought it was a great point. You know, what was on the disc is what you got, and I honestly thought that that put a little more pressure onto the developers and the game makers and everyone involved to put out a polished product because once it's down, that's it. Yeah, and that's how now, it's now, nowadays, nowadays, I feel like, you know what, let's just get it out and then we'll fix it later. And mm. you end up with, you know, like I said, patches on day one and, and you know, all these fixes that are coming right out of the gate. And I just think it's a damn thing because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just creates more, it creates a, a larger library because of games because you get the games out early, but they're yeah. not complete or they're not, they're not playable. You know, all we got to do yeah, is look exactly. back at, at at some of the uh, bigger titles, you know, like like, uh, dude, it's 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 uh, it's I'm losing the name. Uh, Steam, uh, Steam was it Steampunk 2077? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Cyberpunk. is now somewhat playable. Eighteen months after it, joined. exactly. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> you know, That's eighteen it. months later, dude, it's like I, I completely just dropped it because I'm like, dude, I can't do this anymore. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, That's my point. Is that you know. Your article touched on those on those aspects of it. Is you gotta have a polished product. You gotta have something that's serviceable from the get go. Something that should be good, not something yeah. that can be fixed later. Now we're waiting a year and a half for these games to be fixed. It's just I don't think that's a good move, man. No, no. And that's a double edged sword that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and one is not you know inherently linked with online gaming as such. You know, it is part of the discussion about online connectivity. Um, but it's weird because the thing is, is that what I've noticed over my time, so after, so in the 360 PS3 era, I was more aligned to the 360. Um, but then when we got into the PS4 
era, I got more aligned to the PS4. I did eventually get end up getting an Xbox One, um, and and now I've you know I'm I'm lucky enough to say that I've got a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. Um, nice. But what I've noticed during that period, and maybe it was because um, I spent more of my time back in that era of the PS4, Xbox One, I spent a lot more time um, playing the online aspects on um, on the PS4 um, and appreciating some of the uh, you know some some of the capabilities it has. Um, and kind of what I've noticed, and um, in, um, I'd be interested to know if you if you've got a similar view or you know any other thoughts on this. But it seems like the kind of my views on the online services for both of them are kind of polar opposites. So what I mean by that is PlayStation Plus, I think is great. Um, you know, you get uh, sometimes the the monthly games are a bit of a gamble. Um, but generally speaking, you you know that's a good way to get some you know high profile you know AAA title games um, fairly you know fairly quickly after release. Um, whereas PS Now, I never really got into it. But on the Xbox side, games with gold, it doesn't really hasn't really impressed me very much in the past. But Xbox Game Pass, I think, is is great. Um, you know, just basically paying a paying a you know a small fee each month and being able to just download a library of games and playing them as you see fit without any limitations, I, I, I think is you know fantastic. Um, but I, I can't help but feel like kind of my views on games with gold versus PS plus and PlayStation now versus game pass all sort of switched around if that makes sense. No, it, it does. And I, and I think it's a, I think it's a learning experience for both companies. I think that's what mm. it is. Man. I think yeah. that it, it was one of those deals where games with gold has been around for quite some time now. Yeah. And Microsoft learned from that and said, you know what, I think you can do a little better. Uh, so they came up with the game pass. So I think that it's an evolution of gold. I mean, gold is still around, but I think we're, I think we're gonna see the, we're gonna see the end of that soon because games with gold, I don't think is, is uh, it just seems like a nice little add-on, yeah. To a plus, you know, it's there only because it's there. It's been around forever. Yeah. But the, but the game pass is where it's at now, mm. and with Sony. You know, they started with Plus, and Plus was good. It worked out. It was giving you the game. It was doing everything that, you know, Xbox wanted to do, and they were doing it better at that point in time that Sony was. Yeah. And then when they're jumping into the PlayStation now, it's almost as if they took a step back uh, because yeah. now you can't download the games. It has that's to be streaming. Yeah, you know? and that's and, and, the connection, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's all dependent, you know, like you said, it's all dependent on the connection of the user. So that could be a good experience. That could be a bad experience. Sometimes it's not even the user's fault. And the servers are acting hmm. funky. You know, you're yeah. not going to be able to get to your games forever. So so I yeah. don't like the streaming only aspect of it. I think that's a big, hmm. big step down. Whereas with games with pa uh, the, the Game Pass with Xbox, Dude, you download them at your leisure. You can play them at your leisure. You can just mm -hmm. go back and grab another one. You're done. Grab them on the house if you want, you know, yep. and then play them whenever. No online uh, usage after that. Uh, I should say it's not necessary once it's on your hard drive. But yeah, yeah, it just yeah, makes it into a better experience overall. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I'd say so. And I mean, um, I with with Xbox, what I can say with Xbox Game Pass, I've you know I've played games that I wouldn't have otherwise. 
um, you know, I wouldn't have otherwise, you know, played or bought. It's not because I, you know, it, it, in some cases it might just be that I never got around to playing the games originally, or it might be that it's a game that I might think I, I think I might like, but I'm a bit unsure. So it's good to be able to kind of have a try before you buy. So things, things get, like Tunic, for instance, I thought was a great was a great indie game that I played recently, and I believe Brian's also played it. Um, but that that was a great game. But it's not necessarily a game that I would have uh you know wanted to have put my money down on originally um but recently they've announced that it's coming out for the ps5 and so knowing that i've played the game on you know through xbox game pass then i know okay that was you know i enjoy playing that so you know i'm I'm willing to you know put some money towards the developers you know when that comes out for the for the ps5 so um it's, it's definitely good from a from a um like from a customer satisfaction perspective you get to try before you buy without the limitations it's the yeah. full game I, I like I like that phrase, you know, try before you buy um, yeah. at, with the Game Pass, because that way you can go ahead and just give that a go. Or you can just, you know, complete the whole game through Game Pass. Exactly. The, yeah, developer, yeah. the developer decides to do a part two or a continuation, then you can already be, you know, semi-invested into that franchise, into that series. But like, you know what? I want to I exactly. want to pick that up because I've already, already gone through it. And yeah, I'm with you too, man. I, I've had a couple of games on Game Pass that I just, took a shot because they looked interesting uh mm. the edith finch game was one of them okay. where that that was just a great storytelling game you know and sure, and sure. uh and uh what's another one i tried i think i tried more dread i think it's called okay. where it's you know this this puzzle-esque game that was very unique uh, that you control mm-hmm. two characters but you okay. have to use both joysticks so you have one character controlling with their left joystick one with the right okay. So oh. it was it was an it was an interesting interesting game that I otherwise would never have tried. I never yeah, would have played. I never would yeah. have you know given given it a go. So so yeah, that, yeah. I, I like that. I like that try before you buy aspect of that. And and yeah. you know we don't get. It's harder to do that with Sony, uh, you know now. Yeah. Because I mean, it's stream, you know. Yeah, and like the best thing you can get is. Uh, you know, like a week, I think you get like a two weeks free trial or something on PS now, but it, like I said, it's all streaming. Um, so even if you download a, you know, a single player game, like I know you can download one of the, I think it's Lego Batman 3, you can down, download off there. And of course, Lego games, they don't have online capability. You know, it's not like it requires an online connection. There's no online co-op or anything. It's, you know, at home, couch co-op, you know, it's kind of as basic as you can get in terms of setup. But if your connection's not that great, then you could be playing a uh, you know a single player game which came out I don't know a decade ago must be at least um, which is you know which has got low frame rate lag stuttering you know all that sort of stuff um, which isn't really conducive to a gameplay experience. Yeah, dude, it turns it turns you off is what it does, you know. And it, yeah, and I think and I think that that hurts Sony a lot right now. Mm. And um, but it's an evolution. You know, it's an evolution. And, and that's what I'm hoping to see them evolve and learn, uh, especially with the next iteration of, of uh, the, in the next iteration of, of, of their online services. You know, we have I think that it's now called, uh, yeah. So go ahead. Good. Now finish up your thought, Drew. No, I was just going to say, I think because now the names are getting confusing because now I think the play because the, the playstation plus and playstation now now being merged i think it's playstation plus premium or something is being called now so yeah, just keeping that, track of the names right. is 
is, is tricky enough. And, that, and, that, and that's another conversation with how these consoles are naming things. It's like I've always said, man, they, Xbox had that issue too. Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox Series mm. X, Xbox this, Xbox that. Just call yeah. it an Xbox and let's call it a day, guys. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's call it a day. Yeah, I get it. it. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, now that with the new, with the new service is coming out with Sony, you know, I would have hoped that it's evolving, it's learning, and it's, you know, picking up the pieces of, of, of what failed or what's not working and making it better, uh, yeah. improving upon them. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case here. It looks like we're going to be paying, you know, again, uh, for a service, and it looks like it's going to be Again, a stream only type thing. I think we're going to have very limited downloads, if anything at all, through Sony. Mm. And I personally don't think that's good enough. And, I, I and just you also, yeah. No, I was going to say, and you also get stuck with the, I believe it's the UK version of the, of the, like the PS1 games available on the service, which apparently is a bad thing. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's like I said, man. You'll get, you'll get a bigger library of games. The catalog is going to be there. Mm. Uh, but what's downloadable and what's not, it's going to depend on, on the service you buy. Uh, mm. A lot of it's going to be streaming only. Uh, and, I, and to be honest with you, I don't have a problem with the backlog of games. If you're going to give me the PS1 titles, that's great. Because yeah. I think that, you know, it's, again, we're, we're in a time now where we're, what, almost 20 years removed? No, we're more than 20 years, almost 25 years removed from the PlayStation, the original PSX. Yeah. And when the, it first came the, out. And the N64 as well, yeah. And the N64. So you're looking at, and we didn't even touch base on the Nintendo online capabilities. But anyways, yeah. um, we're talking about 25 years or so removed from when these games originally came out. Uh, yeah. And I think it's great to expose the the newer gamers, the, the younger gamers that were not mm -hmm. privy to that when they first came out to expose them to them and say, hey, yeah. look, this is where Metal Gear started off. This is where, yeah. you know, you know, these all these games, these these series started off yeah. here. And yeah. Yeah. You know, if you want to give it a go, go for it. Silent Hill. Here it is. Silent Hill 2. This yeah. is where it came from. Just check it out. So yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Crash Bandicoot. All of these guys that are making a resurgence now. Had yeah, the origins exactly. 25 years or so ago. And if you want to give me that game catalog so I can try it out, I have no problem with that. Yeah. It's it's how you're presenting it to me that can be the issue. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But no, it's interesting because one thing that you said earlier is that you said that um, games with gold, uh, you, you think might be going, uh, you feel might be kind of going on its way out. So here's my question to you. Do you think we'll get something akin to this whole PlayStation Plus premium setup, but on the Xbox side, where Game Pass and Gold aren't classified as two separate things, um, but it's like one bundled package, if you will, with maybe different tiers? I think that... I, I don't think we're going to have different tiers. I, I just I don't okay. see that in the cards. The reason why I think that the game bot, uh, that the games with gold might be going away is I just think it'll be integrated into Game Pass um, mm -hmm. because games with gold essentially is just here are three games for the month uh, yeah. or for the first half of the month or whatever it is now. Um, yeah, it was a weird that you're free that, to. Yeah. yeah, you're free to download. These are yours. Yeah. Um, 
on top of that, you're going to get a discount on some, you know, games that you, if you mm-hmm. go on the, on the online shop, you get 20% off or whatever the case may be. So it, yep. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a service that, you know, can give you deals and it'll give you a handful of games. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Game Pass, I believe it's giving you the catalog or not. It's giving you an extensive catalog that you can download, which is essentially yep. the Xbox with gold. Yep. Uh, the only difference is I don't think it's giving you a discount on the uh, store, but mm. if you get the X, uh, if you get the Game Pass, it includes gold, doesn't it? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise. I, me. I believe it does. So at yeah. that point in time, at that point in time, it's it's kind of like you're already giving me gold with the Game Pass. So yeah. why don't you just integrate it and let it be a part of it? Or you sure. know, if you want to change the name, change the name. But I don't yeah. see a tier. I don't see a tier. Okay. okay type thing going on here i just think it's going to be an integration it'll be one service it'll be all together mm-hmm. and uh we'll go with that and, and that's completely different with what you're seeing on the sony side because they're giving you tiers yeah. they're letting you know what you can download what you can't download unless you had a specific membership so mm. and 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 that i'm still a little iffy on i just i don't like that i mean okay, you're gonna yeah. offer a service offer the service and you know go 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 with it run with it yeah. you know back it up I just don't like this this tier membership okay. thing. But you know what's what I feel bad about in in all of our discussions so far uh, today, we we haven't really touched on the on the Nintendo online side of things. So I think it's again um, an interesting thing. I'm not saying that we should necessarily do uh, Nintendo versus um, Sony versus uh, Microsoft comparison. Um, but if, if if you've got the time, I think it'd be good just to kind of have uh, touch base on on you know our experiences on the nintendo side of things because that's also gone through quite significant changes it, it um, has and and yeah definitely we can definitely touch base on that and and you know going through the years nintendo yeah. has always you know danced to its own drum to its own yes yeah. it's, it's always yeah. done its own thing it's always it cared little to to nothing what anybody else is doing and they did their own thing yeah and if we're talking yeah. and if we're talking about online communications online capabilities <clears throat> excuse me you know we're we're we'll touch base on the on the consoles you know nes none super nintendo none the um the 64 i don't think had any online capabilities either no. and then once you jump from there to what do we have after the, the gamecube 64? Was we next? gamecube yeah gamecube was next i don't recall that. Ha- yeah, it did have game- online capabilities, didn't it? Is that when we first started to have the Smash Brothers? That uh, was, yeah, met, no, uh, well, that was, yeah. Smash, that was, Smash, Smash, the original Smash was N64. Melee was GameCube. Melee game was GameCube. Yes. That's when it started to take off. But I don't remember if it had online capabilities. I don't I think, think the, it the, did. Yeah. I, I definitely remember the Wii having it. The Wii onwards, yes. I can say, for, with absolute certainty. And I think that was, again, it was a very different thing because um, back then we, like like the PlayStation 3, I believe it was, if you had an online connection and you had an account, that was it. That was the prerequisite. You didn't need to pay for, for a Nintendo subscription um, to play online. And, um, you know, it, it didn't try, and like you said, uh, it kind of it dance, dances to the beat of its own drum. It didn't try to one-up um what sony or microsoft were doing it, it just offered its own version of it um so you know you, you could use it to play you know you know race against each other in mario kart 7 or or um, you know play against 
other people in in games like Super Smash Brothers Ball, and that sort of thing. And it was serviceable. You know, it wasn't the greatest online service, um, but you know, it was enjoyable for what it was. You know, it served its purpose. Um, and it did also yeah. have it, it did also have features like um, if you remember the Virtual Console, which going back yes, to the whole I being know. able to play being able to play you know games from previous consoles you know that's you know you could go on there and you could get you know super mario 64 ocarina of time and play it on your wii uh, you could also uh, the wii also had the gamecube um backwards compatibility as well i believe uh where you could yeah it did and, and i think that was and i think that was a lot of great moves on the Nintendo part the virtual console yeah. was an excellent idea i thought that was great and it also it it had it did. It stood out a lot. I used that a lot actually when I when I mm. first had that. And then another thing too, that really stood out to me with the Wii and the online communication was the introduction of channels. It had you know the Wii channels yes. that you can go ahead and go through. And I thought it was another good move, a great move on there to keep the players informed of upcoming yeah. Mario Kart Seven tournaments. Uh, you know, or this is yeah. what's going on, or try this game out, or. You know what? You want to look at some trailers for some of these new games that, are, that we'll be releasing soon? Here's a mm. channel for that. So I yeah. thought that they did a great job of trying to keep the consumer informed. I think that's more the, the key. They're trying to keep yeah. them informed as opposed to, you know, making them pay for, a, 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 you know, getting games or here's a better catalog or here's this or here's that. It was just yeah. more of a, hey, guys, this is what's available. Here's what's going on. Here's where you can check this and this and this out. And that was the starting point of, of Nintendo's online communication and connection yeah. with, with, with their consumers. Yeah. And I, I think the other kind of thing that made it feel more personal was, was you know, what was the me? You know, you, you'd be able to create your own me. And then when you'd be playing games like, Mario Kart online rather than you know in, if, if you played let's just say if, if you're playing a racing game on another console like on an Xbox or something what it might do is they might show like like an image of the car that you're driving or, or like the letter of your character's name or something whereas when you're playing you know online on the Wii then a lot of the games what would happen is that on the scoreboards they would actually show you know the, the heads of your Miis um, when you're playing with other people so they kind of again gave it that more personal unique feel to it that hey i'm not just playing against you know i'm not just playing against mario i'm not playing against peach i'm playing yeah, against right. you know this person that looks like this i thought um, that was really cool too man to see my yeah, yeah. excuse me to see my head on the cart you know the, the yeah you know, exactly yeah and then he also tried I, I i don't i don't i haven't really heard much about it so i can only assume that it didn't it wasn't too great um commercially um, but there was, of course, also the We Speak feature, um, which was a peripheral or something which allowed you to speak with other people. But I believe it was only valid in certain games, like the Animal Crossing games for the Wii. Um, it, it wasn't like you could buy this piece of kit and then you could speak with other people playing, you know, any any online game. It was only for specific games, I believe. Yeah, I remember hearing about that too, and and that's not something that I that I had any personal experience with for that very reason. Um, it's kind of hard to jump onto a peripheral, a peripheral when you yes. don't know what, uh, I shouldn't say no, but you don't know if everything's going to be compatible. You don't know if the other person on their side will even be able to hear you if they don't have it. Uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of questions in regard to the me speak, 
that mm. I just wasn't too comfortable with. So I was like, yeah, there's no point in jumping into that. So I don't know. And I don't even know if I, I have the games that we're even going to be using. Yeah, it is interesting you're saying this because I'm currently looking at uh, the profile picture in, um, on the call of uh, the Power Glove, which again is a perfect oh, yeah. example. <laughs> perfect, perfect example. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, great. Yeah. But unfortunately, Nintendo has also, in my opinion, they seem to have kind of gone the wrong path recently um with their online subscription because like sony they've gone the paid they've gone the paid route um in, in recent years so with the with the switch in particular um where they say okay you want to play online you know you have to pay a few pounds which you know i get it or a few dollars i should say um each month um which you know i, I kind of get it um i wouldn't pay too much because you know like we said nintendo doesn't do powerful online as such Mm -hmm, um, it does mm -hmm. more unique online. But now they've introduced these um, expansion packs where if you do want to play games from the past, I believe you have to pay more money on the subscription in order to do that. Um, yeah. Which and, is and kind of the antithesis of previously where it'd be like you would have to pay for the game, but as long as you had online access and you paid a one-time fee, you had the game you know, forever on that console unless it's delisted for whatever reason. Um, yeah, and, and 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 you're right. It's like it's like it's not it's not like Nintendo to do that. So it was very yeah. questionable move on my on my part. I was seeing it from the outside looking in. It's like, dude, I, I've known you to always give me uh, uh, a service that was fair, was well priced, it was not overly you know powerful but it was what i wanted it was what i you know enjoyed and i had a great time with it hmm. i have a family plan on those on the switch you know i have yeah, yeah. i have kids that, that that jump on it all the time different profiles sure. different games yeah it works for me that's great mm -hmm. i get the online virtual console for the nes and the snes uh sure. so i was excited when i heard that they were going to add 64 games and they were going to add as such and i was like great that's awesome yeah. completely shot that down when I heard it oh, was an expansion pack that you'd have to pay extra for. So yeah. that was not cool. And I do not like that, but it definitely feels like a Sony move. Sorry, mm. Sony, but that's what <laughs> it feels like. It sounds, it feels like a Sony move where you're now giving me a tier of exactly. memberships and those tier memberships are not something that I'm very fond of. I've always yeah. felt that if you have the capability of giving a service out, give that service out without having to, you know, differentiate or, or, or break off some of your customers because you want to say they're lesser, quote unquote, mm. you know, yeah. because they have a lower tier and the other ones that have the higher tier will get, you know, better stuff. Like, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. segregation. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I'm sure people will be happy to pay, you know, a bit more than what they've been paying through a subscription service, as long as they had the guarantee that, as you know, as long as the game is available, um, you know, as in it's not delisted for whatever reason, that, you know, if they pay slightly more than what they're getting through a subscription service, they get to keep the game. They get to play the game, um, you know, whether they're online or offline, you know, it, it doesn't have any limitations. You know, you paid for it, you keep it. Um, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Drew, I don't think that Nintendo has delisted any of the games on the current virtual consoles, right? I think um, all the games that they've released so. have stayed there. Yeah, that wouldn't so, surprise me. I'm just, I'm just putting that in as sort of a, um, like a caveat, I guess. It, it, you know, in the off chance that there's a game that comes out that for whatever reason, 
um, is is suspicious, like the like the cooking mama game from a couple of years ago. Uh, if you if you yeah. remember that, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, which may or may not have been a crypto mining uh, software, but hey, um, <laughs> not everything is a is a is a good step, right? Uh, the yeah, steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, but basically, as long as you know, as long as people kind of have that guarantee of you know, being able to keep the game and play it whenever they want, as long as they pay a bit more. I'm sure that there'll be a lot of people say, yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I mean, the other weird thing that they've done recently is this um, Mario Kart Deluxe um, expansion. Not exp- oh, it is an expansion, I guess. They're doing like a piecemeal expansion. They're doing like yeah. eight drops of new tracks throughout the next couple of years, I believe. Um, and you can pay, you know, you can pay, you know, in one lump sum. Or whatever but it, but if you've got an online subscription and you know you've got the right tiers then you you know you'll get it for free basically so again it's sort of uh making it making it convoluted not even not that they're blocking off content from people but they just make it really confusing or really tricky to actually follow what do i need to do in order to get this if i've got a subscription if i don't have a subscription if i've got a premium subscription if i don't have a premium subscription you know it's it just is it's exhausting to keep track of. It's that double-edged sword that we touch base on, man. You know, now that everything is online, we're getting that double-edged sword yeah, where yeah. it's great to be able to have this online content. It's great to be able to expand with our games. But exactly, at, yeah. at the same time, like you're saying, it's getting convoluted. It's getting confusing now. Am mm-hmm. I in the right membership? Am I in the right tier? Am I paying enough? Do I need to pay less? Or how do I get yeah. this? What's going on here? You know, it, it gets confusing after a while. And, and this is why I think I really like no, I know this is why I like things that are so straightforward and and, and just streamlined. This is what I'm getting. This is how I'm, this is how much I'm paying, and this is just what the service is. There's no tiers. There's no you know this. There's no that. There's you can get this, but you can't download. You can stream this whenever you know it's Monday through yeah. Friday, six a.m. to ten p.m. or whatever. But you can't yeah. do anything yeah. after that. No, it starts getting yeah, too exactly. after that. And yeah. and yeah. you know it's it's just it's just. It's a double-edged sword, man. It's just, that's the perfect yeah. phrase for it. You have yeah. great, great opportunities here with online gaming, chatting with friends, having online games, competing with others, uh, being able to expand on your games and all that great stuff. But yep. with that comes the ugly side where there's uh, expansion packs. Expansion packs are great. I don't have a problem with them. But how mm. long do you want to continue to expand the game uh, to avoid giving you a new one? You know, sure, Mario, yeah. Car- Mario Kart Deluxe is a great example of this. They're hmm. offering a service now where they're adding tracks to the game as yeah. opposed to making a new one, improve upon this. Let's go ahead and let's jump on a new game. Maybe we'll, we'll release a couple tracks here and there. Yeah. But don't, don't say this is the game that we're going to stick with for 10 years and not give you another Mario Kart game until, you know, yeah. 2030 or whatever. Yeah, so, I get you. Those, those are the type of things where I see, you know, uh, some games could go down that that path only because they can. We can expand yeah. upon certain games for a very very long time, and yeah. um, and it just gives no incentive to 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 build a new one, to start a new one, to expand on ideas, to to bring new ideas in, as opposed to just extending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I I've noticed that throughout this um, throughout this discussion, <laughs> it might seem uh, to listeners that the general tone is that. Um, 
we're kind of looking back on the earlier days of online gaming with kind of rose tinted glasses and that you know as as we've progressed now while there's been some uh you know developments in the right way there's also been some some missteps i think it's fair to say um but i i kind of i was, I was hoping to kind of finish things off on kind of on a more positive note so um so I guess I've got a question for you. Uh, so, so what have you had any kind of interesting or enjoyable online experiences in video games recently that you wanted to uh, talk about, Victor? The enjoyable, yes, definitely. Okay. Because you know what, and I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and use this. Um, I'm going to rephrase. Okay. I'm not going to say that I personally am playing the games and then enjoying the online experience with you know talking about. But I am enjoying it in this aspect. You know, I have young ones. I have a 12-year-old that plays online exclusively with his buddies. He's always on Fortnite. He's always on Apex. He's always on those type of games. Gotcha. Yeah. And I enjoy the fact that he is able to chat it up with his friends. He's Mm -hmm. able to have that social interaction through gaming. Yeah. And, And I can... I can almost say like live vicariously through that because you know I did it myself I at one point. I, I yeah. did it myself at one point. Exactly. But knowing yeah. that that's what it is now is good. I enjoy that. I love that. Yeah. I, I love seeing that. I'm more I, of a solo campaign. I'm more of a platformer. I'm more of a cuphead. Give me cuphead, and I'll okay. you know I'll go through that on expert, and I'm I'm that kind of person. Sure. Sure. Mega Man platform. Okay. Uh, okay. And I used to do I used to do a lot of COD. Uh, Battlefield sure. when it first came out, I used to do Battlefield all the time. Counter Strike okay. started off with with Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah, you know, having that having those discussions about early gaming. Uh, mm. So I was always one to shut down that communication because it, I felt it disturbed my gaming <laughs> aspect yeah. of it. You know, but uh, <laughs> but I think it's a good thing. I look at it through okay. the interactions my kids have, and I'm like, yeah, that, that's like that's it. good. Yeah. That's what I like to see. And it, it, yeah, it, 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 that that full circle aspect sounds that sounds good because it sounds sounds like even though, you know, the, the, the you know the games have changed, you know, you know graphics have improved, new mechanics have been added, all that sort of stuff. At its core, what your what your family is going through right now sounds like exactly what you were going through, you know, back back in the early two thousands. Well, uh, definitely, so guess, definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's uh, it must be nice to kind of see that regardless of what changes on the gaming landscape that that at its core is still very much the same just in a, being done in a slightly different way yeah it's just the means that's all it is the means is a little different yeah, now, yeah. but that interaction yeah. is there those smiles are there the laughter is there you know the goofing around is there yeah yeah just like you would do on the couch with your buddy back in the day you know and yeah it's, absolutely it's, yeah. and it's that like you said full circle it's coming right around just to say hey this is exactly what it was just in a different yeah. meaning, different setting, but it's the mm-hmm. same thing. That's why I think the gaming, uh, just gaming in general is so great. You know, It yeah. always brings that interaction. It always has that fun aspect to it, uh, to just being able to have those chats with your friends, goof around with friends and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And uh, it's it's full circle is what it is. I did it. Yeah, I'm doing it. I see it. And it's, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. No? Yeah. And what about you? What about your online experience? So, so similarly, I don't really use the voice chat much anymore, but I've got to say the most interesting online experience that I've had recently is it, it isn't, and it isn't an online experience. So I'm playing at the moment. Um, one of the games that I'm playing is the director's cut of Death Stranding. 
uh, which of course is I know is a very uh, it's a very polarizing game. Um, but so it's, I, I don't know if you've have you, have you played it, Victor. I've played some of it. Yes, I have not gone okay. through it though. No, that's fair enough. It, it, it is you have to be in the right mindset for that sort of thing. But the thing yeah, is, definitely. of course, <laughs> the, the 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 general gist is that you know you're this you know you're this porter, you're this delivery person, you know, on your own in this dangerous world where you have to you know reconnect America and make deliveries with cargo and everything. Um, and the thing is, is that it's a very solitary game. Uh, you know, it's just you. Um, you know, you don't have any companions or anything like that. But the thing is, is that there's online connectivity. So what can happen is that somebody across the world might log in, you know, overnight, for instance, and they might put down something like a ladder or, 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 a, or an anchor or a climbing anchor or something like that, or a bridge. And then when you go into log into the game the next day, despite the fact that you haven't interacted with this person at all ever, what they've done, you know, what they've added to the, to the environment is now available in your game. Um, so it kind of gives that sort of feeling of, you know, all of these people around the world, even though they're not speaking with each other, even, even though they're not interacting with each other, are helping other people who are playing the game, you know, continue with the, uh, continue with the journey. So it's sort of that, so it's a really unique experience of being able to use, uh, you know, structures that other people have put down um, to help you even though you've never spoken with them and you probably won't speak with them. Uh, so it's that sort of unique kind of online experience, but not quite online experience, which is, is sort of, you know, even if you go back, you know, five years, it would have been kind of unheard of as a concept. Um, so it's kind of a really unique experience for me at the moment. It is. And it's, it's great world building, uh, world building. And not only that, I think it, it expands your horizons a little bit. It, it expands your yeah. thinking. Because if you see that someone placed a bridge or they placed a post, you're like, hey, I never thought about that. Or maybe I yeah. could have used that. I mean, I should have done that before. Oh, that's a great idea. I've yeah, never seen and then, it through, that, through that lens, you know? Yeah, and then you can give them likes. So when they log in, they can go, oh, somebody has not only used this thing, but they've appreciated that I've put it there. Uh, so it's that sort of validation aspect as well, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, that's good stuff. And the, the, the way that, that just the online community and the way we play games is just just jumped so many levels, man, from, yep. from those early days, from the early exactly. days of online gaming to what it is now. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's great. And I'm just like, I'm curious to see where it's going to go going forward. I mean, that's just what it is. Absolutely. It's interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I guess uh, I think that's it, right? I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening in to yeah, thank uh, you, this episode of The Next Level. Um, please make sure to go ahead and check out our social media. We have our Twitter, we have Facebook, we have our Instagram accounts all out there. We'll make sure we have those links down in the description. Um, so go ahead and you guys can go check that out. Make sure you go check out the domain. Uh, Andrew, what's the uh, websites where you can go check out those articles, my friend? Ah, so that will be uh, the domain uh, GCP, um, which will have all of our uh, will have all of our articles. Oh, it's GPC, apologies. Um, but I have all of our articles, uh, you know, from myself, Victor, Brian, Josh, Eric, you know, the whole crew. Uh, so yes. if you want to, so if you want to read on gaming, um, conventions, wrestling, that's the, uh, the one-stop shop, the place to go to. We're going to have, we're going to have just a quick discussion real fast about that website name. I always get confused okay. with the two. Is it pop culture, gaming, and entertainment or gaming pop culture and entertainment which one is it drew do you know it is uh gpce 
gaming, gaming pop, pop culture, pop culture and entertainment. entertainment. There the we key, go. So the starts, three key pillars. The three key pillars. That's what it is. Always starts off with gaming. You know what? Yes. I know, I know we're signing off, but I always tell myself it's gaming, pop culture, and entertainment. I have to say it out loud, just sure. like internet movie database. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to say it out loud because if not, I'm going to get it confused. Yeah. But, uh, but, but anyways, so that's all the time we have today. Thank you guys for checking us out. And uh, if you like what you listen, uh, what you're hearing, uh, please give us a like. Uh, go ahead and hit us up on our Twitter uh, so we can go ahead and continue this conversation online. Uh, but until then, uh, thank you guys. And uh, until next time. Thanks, everyone.